0: Hope you guys have a good day. Welcome to Dr. TV.com, the home for intelligent black people. Uh, today we have a great opportunity to speak to a couple of brothers that just uh literal, they literally are brothers and they are twins and they are brilliant. Uh red pill, blue pill are, are in the house as we get ready for Knowledge Fest. Knowledge Fest is coming up this weekend in Louisville, Kentucky. I'm gonna put the URL on the screen in case you all want to come out personally. And so uh without further ado, I want to ask my brothers, how you doing today?
1: Doing amazing all yourself? Yeah. I'm doing very well. Thank you for asking. Excellent. 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 Yeah, Excellent. Magnificent. All right.
0: All right. And, and you know, and, and y'all didn't see this. Uh, everybody's watching. Y'all didn't see that Alicia came down and she she's a like a heavy fan. Like she's been following <laughs> these brothers since uh, it's way back right. in the day. And right. uh, And and I'm curious, actually, now mm-hmm. that I think about it, how long have you all been collaborating, you know, on
1: projects that that are public? um i I've been in media myself right. since two thousand. I had a hip hop newspaper that I was the editor of called four Corners and then I had a um a, a video format show that I was involved with called street knowledge TV and we were at the beginning of the internet um the internet we got into the internet about oh five oh six got on youtube january first two thousand and seven. Got picked up by Epic um, to to head up their online media division in 08. and our first client was Nipsey Hussle, so we were spearheading his project, and then me and Red Pill started Notaledge Radio um, in two thousand and ten. So we did <laughs> we did Ledge Radio on Block Talk for seven years straight in about till 2017, and, it, and then we came back to uh, to the YouTube format um, with Nodalegh TV. You know, less TV and Nodalegh Radio were formulated around the same time, which was uh, 2010. Mm, we, okay. we spent a lot more time, you know what I'm saying, in the radio format of Blog Talk, and then we shifted it back to YouTube once the visual component became more of a demand. People wanted to see you and stuff like that. You know, and interestingly, you know, because of Clubhouse and other audio apps, things are coming back to audio format, you know.
0: Mm. Yeah, they are, they really are. So, so so I remember you you mentioned that you were on Blog Talk Radio and then you switched over to YouTube. Uh, what made you let go of Blog Talk Radio? Was it because you was it because uh, solely because of the desire to be visual, or was it because there was something specifically wrong with Blog Talk Radio?
1: block talk radio had its challenges you know we had our challenges with management there was censoring going on um Mm -hmm. after a particular point in time you know once the content became very infectious and you know they was they was attempting to censor what was being said and how he was distributing information so we noticed that with block talk and went to youtube only to face the same thing over Mm -hmm. at youtube after a while
0: now, have y'all have y'all had any uh, issues with the
1: censorship on YouTube? Uh, what, what, what kind of stuff has happened? If I may ask, you? absolutely. Um, we have been shadow banned and we've been censored on YouTube. You know, touching on some of the topics that I'm sure that everybody else somewhat gets censored for. But yeah, they've been they've been coming for us. You know, on YouTube, they was coming they was coming for us on YouTube since like 2010 or 2011. You know, what I mean, way back in the day, I think that's why we kind of left the YouTube format and went over the blog talk. So we're consistently being censored or, you know, being monitored for conversations and commentary that we have.
0: Mm. So what what kind of commentary, um, you know, because I, 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 I haven't I haven't heard a lot of your 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 stuff online, but. Uh, you guys don't come off as guys that get on there cussing like sailors or talking about killing people or nothing like that. I don't know. What nothing sorts of things do they do?
1: We're kind of like always three or five years ahead of the conversation. That And that puts us in a realm, I guess, where some people might say, oh, you know, when you initially speak on it, it might be considered conspiracy. Mm. But then later on, you know, like the Fauci situation is taking place right now. Yeah. Yep you know, we were at the forefront of that conversation for uh, the, the the entirety of 2020. You know, we have a younger brother um, as well called KT, the arts degree. And, you know, our younger brother is super scientific, you know, so he was just able to analyze what was going on. And then i, I give you a little background history. Our stepfather's Dr. Sabi, right? Yeah. So my mother and Sabi, you know, were at the forefront of combating all of the uh, AIDS yeah, all of the lies that the, the medical establishment was putting out in the 80s so they were they were going up against Fau- Fauci in the 80s mm. you know what I'm saying so this is a Man. formidable foe that my family has had experience you know what I'm saying tussling with for a moment so right. it was just like we know who that guy is you mm. know but we stuck to the science and, and, and really delved into what was being said and debunked a lot of the falsehoods and just put that out in front of the people. So they could always have an alternative means, an alternative way to weigh the news, right? Because mm-hmm. the mainstream can come with so much heavy weight. You're hearing something consistently, they're programming you, but if you just give them an ounce of truth, it'll outweigh a ton of lies. Mm-hmm. right? You know what I'm and yeah. we, 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 we have just been doing that consistently. And that's why we have, the the loyal level of fan base or people that's like you know we were following you guys X y and z they know that we've been talking about this 10 15 years ago you know well and you have to wait on the masses to catch up and catch on you know or, or
0: the or the masses right you know I mean you, you know because you're right I mean there are people that seem to feel that majority opinion always rules no matter what and, you know, and and, uh, and and so if you're a person that is able to kind of think a little bit beyond that, you know, you, you look crazy for a while and you're hoping one day something like this will happen, like what happened with the pandemic, where the truth right. comes out. And then Amen. you can look back and say, look, this, I've been saying this. Uh, can you point to specifically, I'd be real curious about this. What specific things and everybody who's watching, I'm talking to Red Pill, Blue Pill, by the way. Uh, what specific things did you all say about the pandemic in the beginning? That are now being revealed you know through these conversations oh,
1: the fauci emails and all that Uh you know we we were the one saying at the top of our lungs that it originated from the lab yes you know what I'm saying we were the one saying at the top of our lungs that you know that the people are not being told the truth in terms of the the airborne aspect of its distribution right and a lot of things just did not make sense mm Mm -hmm. And also the preventative measures, you know, how to combat it, you know, uh, the aspect of eating right, uh, the aspect of getting that sunlight, um, being exposed to uh, vitamin D and things of that nature. We were very early advocates against speaking against vaccinations and things of that nature just for the sake of weighing out options, you know, Mm -hmm. so... To the right, to the credit of the, of, of you know, we come from something that's considered a called the conscious community. And to their credit, uh, a brother named Sarnetta in the community, he had a, a very big debate in December of 2019. And this debate was dealing with vaccines, right? And they brought both sides together and, and, and they debated it out and what have you. So that particular conversation and being amongst the experts and the Robert Kennedys and a brother of Islams of the world, and just hearing all of this information pertaining to vaccines and the quote unquote agendas, you know, when we seen what came with COVID a few weeks later, it wasn't even called COVID at that time. It was called coronavirus. We were like, Oh, all of this is, is precipitated on, you know, them wanting to put shots in people's arms. This is part of the agenda. So right. we were warning people initially to say, look, these are your preventative measures. You know what I'm saying? If they're not telling you to uh, prioritize your health and build up your immunity, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? They're not giving no COVID restrictions on, you know, how, how, how. <laughs> like, you know, here in Atlanta, there was, uh, uh the, the, their pandemic was about the, the, um the rumors that they were going to close the liquor store Look, these people were out here ready to riot. Now, I'm telling you, it was (laughs) unbelievable. They were like, so, you know, they weren't acting. And we're in the Bible Belt. They didn't act like that about church. But the threat to close the liquor store, these people was on the verge of rioting. And they had to reverse that, right? They said they're going to do it. It was Mm -hmm. on a Friday. They were supposed to do it at 3 o'clock. And the way that these people showed out, they weren't able to do that. So I'm like, where is the priority when it comes to health? Why are you giving people, you know, lifetime subscription of Krispy Kreme? And why are you telling us that they are pre-existing conditions in our community, but you're not allocating all of the resources and the funds to now go to war against the things that has made us soft targets as a people? Right. You feel me? So just being able to show the blatant hypocrisies in this and poke holes in their arguments, that's what we were able to do. To show the people, like, look, they're not telling the truth. And at the same time, have an alternative. I have a health and supplement business called Goldwater. So it's not as just we was just telling people you need to do, you know, something um, substantial for your health without giving them viable means and alternatives that they are able to turn to. And that business flourished in 2020 because the track record was already there right the effectiveness of the products already spoke for themselves and the client base also spoke up so it was it was the best year ever for us and also <clears throat> another aspect of what was going on um early in the game was more of the metaphysical side uh in january i when we started out the year i put out a lecture entitled 2020 the year of fear uh just based off of what i saw the mainstream media doing when they were propagating an anti-Jewish hate uh, campaign in New York City. And the front the front page of the Daily News had return of fear on it. And we were taught by our master teachers, Dr. Phil Valentine, Bobby Hemman and whatnot, to basically always interpret when they were speaking to each other. You know what I mean? Because they usually they utilize media, covers of newspapers and things of that nature. You know, when they say that the truth is sometimes hidden in plain sight and whatnot, this is what we mean. So we were able to get a pulse to say that this year in 2020, when we were supposed to be celebrating the Jubilee, this year in 2020, when we were supposed to be celebrating 2020, they are going to set us up and they're going to begin a fear campaign. Fast forward to where we are in 2021, we're now faced with uh, them telling us New York is back is, is now opened up and we're going back to normal, not realizing that there's no such thing as normal anymore. How could you ever go back to a normal when we've all went through 2020? That is a, that is a blatant, that right there is confusion. There's no more, there's no more going back to normal. The new normal is being, is this abnormal reality that we live in. Ooh. People had the opportunity to slow down on a hamster wheel. By being able to slow down on a hamster wheel, uh, the whole world got to see that reality was not what we thought it was. We were able to see that reality was not what they sold us. Now you have individuals that are not going back to work. We also did a prophetic lecture in 2015 entitled, The Evolution Will Be Digitized. In 2020, we began to really see that thing really come to fruition. We were advocates about being self-entrepreneurs, self-employed. We were advocates about being, um, you know, tapping into yeah, the- Embracing technology. Situations. Yeah. Uh-huh. Embracing autonomy, you know, embracing technology, understanding that the story or the narrative that we're being told about AI is because we have yet to put our mind into the machine. You know what I'm saying? So you're always going to receive- uh, uh, unequal calibration from someone, something that has been programmed for somebody else's, you know, uh, betterment or the benefit. So mm. business we're looking at things all of the wrong ways. You know what I mean? And if we get out of our way long enough just to recalibrate what we're looking at, what we're looking at is going to change. So wow. let's not always think of these things as evil or against us. We're just not involved, you know? Right. Mm.
0: Just not involved. I'm
1: sorry. What what it is is that you know, as Americans, right, we are still considered right. Quote unquote, we're considered to be consumers. Mm. The way that they market to us, the way that they pitch to us is always from a consumer standpoint. They're not pitching to us as prosumers. They're pitching to us as consumers. So we're always at the end of buying something. We're always being sold something. They're selling us fear. They're selling us stories. They're selling us a vaccination. They're selling us media lies. They're always selling us something. They are not allowing us to sell the world anything, though. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So that's the mind state. And what we are attempting to do is to show our brothers and sisters that are out there who want to think for themselves, who want to have a mind. Because one of the things that I've realized just by taking case studies of during this uh, past year is that the individuals who paid attention to mainstream media, CNN, and they were always in front of the news, Fox mm-hmm. 5, Don Lemonhead and all of them the way that they moved and the way that they took care of the affairs and the way that they were encapsulated in fear was a lot different than individuals who turned off the TV, threw away the TV, listened to alternative media sources, new media. I know some people that basically only meditated. They didn't even listen to any broadcasts about anything. They only listened to their inner selves. And they're faring a lot better than individuals who were told, you're going to die. There's a new strain on the way. So they always have you with one foot in, one foot out. Even if you have the vaccination, there's a, pardon me, Blue, there's a strain in Czechoslovakia. It just got on a plane. It's on the way. We don't know when it's going to arrive. So you always (laughs) are in this fear state that you don't know when it's going to hit. So, right, our people are being exposed and they're downloading malware. Right. Right. Smile with mm. virus. Virus. The virus mm. is the, 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 the airborne mysterious virus is the transmission from the media. Mm. It, it, it,
0: you know, that. It, 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 <laughs> let, let, me, let me tell everybody, just, just in case y'all came in, yeah. uh this is red pill, blue pill. And I I, I really I'm enjoying this conversation. Uh and I, I can tell everybody in here is enjoying it because because you can tell higher level thinkers from, from uh, those who still haven't gotten there yet. I say yet, because we all have that potential, I believe. Yes. Um, and, and everything you're saying, it's, it, it, it's, 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 I, I just want to make sure I co-sign on it because um. you know, I, I happen to marry a woman who is an expert on the subconscious mind. And, uh, and you mentioned a couple of names that would probably have a jumping up and down besides your name. She got, she was really happy to meet y'all. But when you said Bobby, Hemm and, and Phil Valentine, you know, she's talk. She talks about them all the time. And, uh, and and as an expert on the subconscious mind and a woman who's deep into metaphysics, we have regular conversations about exactly what you're talking about. Uh, There is a tell me. Give me a yes or no in the chat. Everybody who's watching. Give me a yes or no. Have you noticed this? I can notice that, that if I call somebody and they tell me and I say, well, what, what are you doing? I got relatives like that. They, oh, I was just watching MSNBC. You already know where their head is at. You already right. know what their opinions are going to be on whether it's vaccines or or or, or the, the pandemic and all of that. And uh, and, it, and it was very distressful to go through all of that because we had relatives that were just mad at us, didn't right. want to come near us, you know, pissed off. And and we're like, no, we're not going to stop living our lives over something that ninety nine point five percent of us are going to survive. You right. know, and, and, and you're right. What you said about China That was the weirdest thing in the world. You're talking about propaganda and censorship. The fact that you can't even mention that it could have come out of a lab in China. The lab's right down the street. But you expect us to believe it jumped from a a bat to a monkey to a dog to a chicken. (laughs) But the lab is down the street. And China wasn't telling anybody anything. But you know, China, if fact, everybody should go look this up, and I'm gonna stop talking because these brothers are the guests. So I want to hear what y'all got to say on this because I'm because y'all got me going crazy in the, in the side. Uh, it's, it's on my mind, I'm just trying to stay cool with this. But, but, but you know, the, if you look at look this up, everybody look this up in 2020, there was only one country on earth, uh, as far as industrialized nations, they actually had a positive GDP growth in the year 2020, and that was China. And, and so think about this. China was the like it started in China, but yet China was the only country that benefited from this. So I, I don't just believe it came from a lab. I believe it was deliberately leaked from a lab to spread not a not just the physical virus that was going to kill, you know, about one percent. I'm talking about the psychological virus where one yeah. out of a thousand of us dies, but the other nine hundred ninety nine of us are frozen in fear.
1: That's and, and, and you know, let's well, talk about the, the biological impacts of that. Because we also were doing a lecture series called Fear of a Black Planet. From we've been doing that since 2010. Since 2010, right, with, with Professor Griff all all around the country. And the last one that we did was in 2019 of January in Newark. And I was explaining to people at the time about 5G. But even before getting into 5G, you know, I'm explaining to them about the the aspects of fear and what fear does to the mm-hmm. body and how it re- releases cortisol and it puts you in fight or flight mode. You know what I'm saying? And it debilitates the body. So if you're speaking about the physiological results of what fear does to a person or a body, think about a body politic. Think about a country. Think about a, mm-hmm. a, a whole, quote unquote, ethnicity or race of people. Who are now being told that this specifically, right, this specifically impacts you different from everyone else in the world? But they didn't tell you about the Cameroon who has superior genetics who cannot get COVID, who was in China initially when when the outbreak happened. Why didn't they harp on that, right? <laughs> Why didn't they harp on the people who had superior genetics, right, that yeah, were not yeah. able the COVID not connect to? But immediately. Uh-huh. Once they had somebody, you know, that, that, one of, that looked like us, that was part of our ethnic group, you know, then they started harping on that, like, oh, you know, we're going to be more susceptible. They didn't speak about the fact that when it initially came and it came through Seattle, right, through uh, more so Caucasians or what have you, they didn't speak about the Hasidics in Rockland County who were super spreaders, right, mm-hmm. that were super right. susceptible to it they didn't tell you about all of the people that was dying in Italy and Spain who were non-African. Right. Right. But the minute that we did, that that one of us got it,
0: (laughs) 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 it just became,
1: it became, it became a black thing, you know what I mean? So we, we have to be able to be clever enough to recognize propaganda. I said, look, in 2020, we went from hands up, don't shoot. Right to 2021, putting our hands down saying, shoot me in the arm. I don't get that. Mm. Mm. And And I don't get how we can't differentiate that these are the same people. Right. Mm -hmm. I wanted to point out that there were two things taking place in China prior to the COVID uh, outbreak or what they call the pandemic. You had the Hong Kong protests, right? The Hong Kong protests were forcing the world to pay attention. And they were bringing China to their knees. To their knees. And you Which also months? had a trade war that was initiated by Donald Trump. And the trade war that Donald Trump initiated was advised, his, the advisor that gave him uh, a lot of the data to do that was Steve Bannon. And Steve Bannon is very bullish on, uh, you know, going against China and whatnot. So there was a, the trade war, I, I'm in retail. So I saw how the trade war, was affecting prices in America and whatnot. Going back to what I'm saying about us being consumers and not prosumers. China's the manufacturer. The European is the middleman, and businesses such as ours are the quote unquote. We're the you know they're the plug, and mm-hmm. the European plays the middleman, and we're the consumer, right? The the um, you know people the uh, what do they call it? the uneducated uh, customer and whatnot. So mm-hmm. once we cut out the middleman through Alibaba and things of that nature, we were not utilizing Europeans to basically do business for us or in order for us to become wealthy or, you know, things are successful. We were going straight to China. Mm-hmm. We were mm-hmm. going straight to the source. Mm-hmm. That was, be- you know, so now post, um, post-COVID, small businesses have been crushed. The mom and pops have been shuttered, Right. Uh, A lot of people that were making strides and whatnot, they are basically shut down. You know what I mean? So you had these, you know, and then they designated people to be either essential or non-essential. And that also was a lot of propaganda. You know what I'm talking about? But one of the great things is I don't want to harp on the negative. One of the great things that came out, because wherever there's a negative, there's a positive. So what took place in the last year? We began to identify the true essentials. The brothers and sisters who were educating the masses on moss, the brothers and sisters that were educating the masses on Elderberry, the brothers Mm -hmm. and sisters who are educating the children through homeschooling and things of that nature and developing curriculums, saying the fact that the children were not in the education system, that was a plus. We get our Mm -hmm. children back now. Now we could be digital nomads. Now we don't have to be relegated mm. to being stuck in a school district. I'm taking my child to Tulum. I'm taking my child to Africa. I'm taking my child to another state. I'm taking my child off grid and whatnot. And I'm going to teach them in a ways that they need to be taught to prepare them for the next 10 years and whatnot, the same way that all of the other developed nations are doing. So yeah. we began to see a rise in. And what we could what we can identify as essential workers. We also began to see the rise in entrepreneurs, right? Technopreneurs, entrepreneurs, day traders, and things of that yeah. nature. And then it spilled over into the brothers and sisters that were talking that cryptocurrency talk. So now there's articles that are coming out saying that people are not coming back to work. They're not going, they're not getting vaccinated just to get a just to get back on a the plantation. They're throwing all of that back in their face and whatnot. So mm-hmm. that's right. the plus that I could see in, in yeah, this. Yeah, they're tapping into Dr. Boyce for the literacy. You know what I'm saying? And, and this is just something that a younger audience is now gravitating to and adapting, right? And because the financial literacy talk is becoming commonplace, somebody that's now incentivized to think 10, 15 years into the future, right, they're going to have a different outlook on their present day. And the right. preservation of their present day as well. Shit, I gotta take my health more important. I need to cash this, you know what I'm saying, XRP out in 10 years. I need to, yes. you know what I'm saying? My ripple really yeah. cause the wave. So, you know what I mean? It, it's just and it, it it didn't exist like that prior to that, right? Mm-hmm. We come from yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, from I'm, the generation in New York where see, anything over nine, anything over 15 years old, you on borrow time.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you're right, man. I mean, it's a, uh, it's like it, it became so much easier to, you know, we 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 in the black business school, we live on what is called the black core three. The black core three is that we believe black people should educate our own children, create our own jobs, and support black business. If we do That's those right. three things, you're talking about a multi-trillion-dollar wealth transfer. And uh, I know you guys understand that better than anybody. And it was really difficult, you know, when you talk about uh, that addiction to. Uh, to the crack pipe of white supremacy that well, we, we're just so wired into the system. I mean, just the propaganda just trained, you know, like I always say that they don't they, I don't know if they're going to give you reparations for slavery, but they will always give you preparations for slavery. Right. Yeah. So They've been preparing you since you were a kid. And, and the pandemic was beautiful in the sense that it just disrupted all of that, you know, almost like forcing you out of a bad, toxic relationship that you didn't want to leave. You know, yeah. like took, took the crack pipe away and, and we're going through withdrawal. Right. right. But you always end up better at, at the end. If you, if you if your attitude is right, you end up better off and, and you are 100 percent correct. You know, I, I think that this could be one of the best things that ever happened to our people. And uh, and, and actually, uh, brothers, let me and I'm but I'm going to zip it up, man. I you, you guys are saying so many of the right things, hitting so many great chords yeah. uh, that uh it's making me want to talk. But I need to be quiet because I want to be listening
1: to you as well.
0: Yeah, well, well, let me tell everybody. Uh, I'm speaking with a uh, Red Pill, Blue Pill, and their their YouTube channel is Know the Ledge TV. Correct? Did I say that right? Know the Ledge Media. Know the Ledge Media. I'm sorry, Know the okay. Ledge Media. And everybody should follow Know the Ledge Media. Also, I want to make sure we give uh, respect to Knowledge Fest in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, my brother Kari Muhammad is uh, is running that event. It's going to be great. It's this weekend. Uh, Red Pill, Blue Pill will be there. Sabir Bay will be there. Uh, Styles P will be there. Uh, Brother, Brother Ben X, ben yeah. X and the, the B.W.O. will be there yeah. and I will be there, too. And so uh if you are in the area, uh it, it's going to be worth it, like fly in, drive in, whatever the case may be. It's at the Muhammad Ali Center this weekend. So everybody go check that out. The URL is right there on the screen. Hit the thumbs up button. Everybody hit the thumbs up button right now and put a B1 in the chat. Hashtag B1 in the chat of you in the B1 family. So let me ask you all about this. Uh, uh, you know, when, when I was looking at your bios, I saw that uh, you are serial entrepreneurs. And you have a deep interest in cryptocurrency. Uh, do you mind, uh, whoever, whichever one you want wants to answer that question, uh, what are your thoughts as far as crypto and, and why is that relevant for
1: you uh, as wealth builders and investors? Again, um, I started on my journey, you know, in information on or about the year 2000, right? 2000, I was introduced to Morris Science in 2001. And if nothing else, you know, it gave me an alternative version of history. It challenges, it challenged a lot of notions. Um, but what it even did more so for me is it promoted the ideals that I identified with, um, that came by way of Elijah Muhammad, right. Where he said do for self. right? Right. And it was a powerful statement. We didn't necessarily have the roadmap on how to go about it per se, Right. We had some ideas and some ideals about what exactly that meant. Um, when I when I came into the more science information, it was a little bit more detailed because they was talking about status correction. You know, they was talking about, you know, identifying a de facto government. You know, they was explaining what, what the whole concept was, was taxes. All of these things that you, you kind of had a backstory to say, oh, I, I get a better idea as to what's going on. What role I play in it, right? And if I want to separate myself from it, what it is that I would need to do, right to actually navigate these choppy waters, okay um and that's that's just a metaphor that you know out here in this open world, right, this open world, is this, this merchant- based world, this maritime merchant- based world, how do you navigate? you know what I'm saying if you're not part of this particular quote unquote matrix? right Mm. cryptocurrency comes along right as an advent now let's take a look at when cryptocurrency actually um came into being the birth date that i recognize and identify with would be october 31st 2008 technically that would make it five days before the entire um country not the entire country but a majority of the country went and voted for barack obama they voted for change and the change came by way of a coin because mm-hmm. Halloween is when um, Satoshi put the white paper out. Right. Right. And that would be the signaling of the merger of blockchain technology, which had already been around with Bitcoin, which would be the first cryptocurrency. Right. Now, that level of freedom, where now they're speaking about decentralized banking. Right, and they're speaking about having a level and a sense of autonomy. It was the answer to everything that Moors and anyone else was looking for who wanted to free themselves from the system. It was the last missing component that now gave you um, means in which to have an economic engine where you are no longer dependent on the system that wants to penalize you for telling the truth or telling on them. Right. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. cryptocurrency to me represents freedom. Right. Mm-hmm. And I just want to use a hypothetical uh, scenario. Imagine if uh, a group of Moors from one of the temples or imagine if a, bro- a group of Pan-Africans or a group of metaphysic of physicians and whatnot in the year of 2008 were able to read the white paper and collectively put their money together. And each one of them owned one million bitcoins. Right. And this is in 2008. Fast forward to where we are in 2021, the conversation about how do we get free or how do we build our own is, is rhetorical. You would be able to have multiple islands. You would be able to have multiple estates of land. You would also have resources. You could easily go to China and dictate all kind of terms. Look, I need this factory. I need that factory. because. The new conversation in the in the world that we live in right now is that the new wealth class are those that are holding on to the cryptocurrency and you can make things move with that. Right. You could, you could you could you could you could you could sit down with, quote unquote, dignitaries. You could sit down with heads of state in El Salvador. You could get a dual citizenship just by bringing three bitcoins to them. Right. Mm. And you don't have to give it to them. You, you you get citizenship if you allow them to stake your coins, right? So it's about being prepared. It's about being able to, you know, do your research and have a vision. The people who are considered to be whales, and whales are those that are holding on to millions and almost billions of dollars of cryptocurrency, they are considered to be visionaries. That's the only, this new wealth class didn't have to go to college. They did not. That's why they are a threat. That's why the big that's why the banking systems and everybody are trying. That's why the media is keeping it keeps on putting out negative stories on Bitcoin. They did. Bitcoin died 400 times in the eyes of the media based off of them, you know, putting out propaganda. I'm dead. I'm serious. And it comes back stronger. So the new wealth class is a threat because the new wealth class is not attached to the quote unquote right. system. They don't, they don't have handlers. They don't have handlers. They didn't have to do nothing strange for some change. Or a piece of change. Yeah, they don't got an Epstein tape on them. Right, they're not oath takers. They're not oath takers. The majority of the people that we see in power are oath takers. They're either fraternal. They're either part of, they had to take an oath. The fraternal order of the police, the frats, the sorrows, all of these are oath takers. When you get into the industry, your contract is an oath. You're an oath taker you have an handler? There's somebody above you. You dig what I'm saying? There's a string puller in the crypto world that's not what we see. People are actually like blue was saying, they are decentralized. Keyword decentralized. If you're not deep, if you're not decentralized, you're not really in the conversation. Decentralized translation off grid.
0: Mm. Wow. Well, you know, that's uh that's very powerful. So and, and I agree with you. I, I mean, I, you know, I've been invested in crypto for a minute, man. I, I think that there is a tr- tremendous potential there. And when you said, <laughs> just, I'm I said that just the math in my head, when you said a million Bitcoin and it almost makes you want to kick yourself because a million Bitcoin wasn't, didn't cost nothing in 2008,
1: 2010, to even 2014, you it know, $100 <laughs> back then, $100 would have got you a million. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, if, mm. I mean,
0: now what uh, a million bitcoins? What's that about thirty eight billion dollars or something like that? I mean, yeah. that, that I mean, you talk about a, a a flip, man. That that would be, uh, you know, and and I think that that's um that's what's powerful about it. So I, I like the fact that you guys talk about uh, economics yeah. as that pathway to freedom, and I think uh, and I like the way you you zoomed in on the the way your economic situation is used as a weapon against you. And, uh, and, and if you're not prepared to build a shield and a sword, economically speaking, you know, when you're not learning things like powernomics, then yes. you are vulnerable. You're vulnerable. And, it, and it, it's interesting because it ties back to uh, it, it, uh, I, don't, I, I guess I think this would fit in, in, the, in the space of metaphysics in the sense that when you're just trained to be a victim, when you're just trained to believe that all you can do is sit there and be victimized then you're going to continuously fall for all these, these propaganda moves, all these preparations for slavery. So when you were talking about the uh, pandemic, uh, it's ironic when you say, OK, we we will we, we don't want you to take care of your health. We don't want you to do any preventative maintenance. We're not going to promote that at all. But we want you to let your health be destroyed. Just we're going to give you a, a lifetime subscription to Krispy Kreme donuts in exchange for you getting a government shot. I mean right. that's crazy. It, it reminds me when uh, Malcolm, I think Malcolm said something like, "The white man will sell you the liquor bottle, so he can lock you up for being drunk." Right. 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 Exactly. <laughs> so, so I, I'd like to know in, in terms of just you know power and empowerment and, and, and figuring our way out because we got the Knowledge Fest, you know, coming up this week in Louisville. Yes. You know, we're gonna we're gonna be there, uh, all of us. And uh, if, if I'm a person that's just saying, "Look, I want I want to be empowered. I want to get off the grid. Uh, I want to have a, a strong life. I'm a black man. I, I want to be free." Uh, let's start with freedom. That's a broad concept, I know, but, uh, maybe I'll start with you, uh, red pill and then you blue pill. Uh, what, if I said, what is freedom? What does
1: freedom look like to you? What would you say? Well, one of the subtitles to the lecture that we're going to be doing is emancipation ain't freedom, right? Mm. Emancipation is not freedom. You're not free. You know what I'm talking about? And freedom to me is the ability first and foremost, to eradicate what is known as poverty consciousness, right? Poverty consciousness is the root to all evil. And when I say poverty, because when I say poverty, I mean malnourishment. I mean the fact that you're not eating right. You know, you don't have the right nutrients. You're dehydrated. There's, there's a level of poverty taking place. Wow. Poverty of ideas and concepts. You, you, you're not allowed to think right because, you know, you are what you eat. And we eat through our eyes, we eat through our ears, and we eat through our mouths and whatnot. So you're watching reality television, you're watching filth, you know what I mean? You're watching uh, World Star all day. You're watching fear-based programming all day and whatnot. So you don't have... So when somebody comes to you with a concept or an idea that's considered to be visionary and whatnot, how could you grasp that? You know what I'm talking about? There's a, mal- there's a mental malnourishment and whatnot. You can't see yourself five years from now, because the parasites within you won't allow you to see that. You dig what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So freedom, first and foremost, before we could talk about anything economical, has to come through your mind and your spirit and whatnot. We have to vibrate on a higher love frequency. We have to know what that is. Self-love, first and foremost, being able to look at ourselves in the mirror and forgive ourselves, being able to heal, being able to be uh, very aggressive in your healing. You know what I mean? Very, very uh, unapologetic in your healing modalities. You know, mm. what What do you do to heal? What are you doing to basically, you know, uh, because as black men and black women, especially, not only are we targeted every day, but we're being quote unquote, you know, we're being bombarded. We're being bombarded with all kind of attacks. We're being attacked in the media. We're being attacked at that grocery store that we're in, at the gas station. We're being attacked at Western beef. You know what I mean? We're being attacked in the schools. We're being attacked. And then it trickles down to, you know, you might be attacked by a policy officer, a policy official and whatnot. We're being attacked all over the place. So if we're being attacked and we're absorbing all of these blows and we're absorbing all of this pain, Where's the healing coming from? How are you healing? Some people choose to heal through chemicals and that's a further attack. You dig what I'm saying? We have to do something about the chemical warfare in our neighborhoods. We have to do something about the chemical. We, we have to bring that to, because everybody think it's cool to be a junkie and a drug dealer. That's what the culture has programmed us to be these days. So you have to get off of that. Get into plant-based healing. You know what I mean? I advocate plant-based healing. You know what I mean? Magic mushrooms and things of that nature. I advocate plant based healing through raw food, plant based foods and whatnot, you know, uh, you know, alkaline water, gold water, things of that nature. And then freedom is the ability for you and your family to create out of your intellectual minds, intellectual property so you don't have to get on a hamster wheel. You become, you know, you could create what are known as assets that you could pass down and break the curse of generational, you know, and and, and break that curse of them denying us generational wealth. Right. And then the, the ability to move around this planet and be able to navigate these choppy waters, like Blue Pill said, without somebody having a goddamn leash on you. That's the, that Those are the beginning tenets of freedom, but I'll let Blue take it further. Yeah, um, that's a perfect segue because I was going to say uninhibited movement, you know, and that uninhibited movement is also, it's not just physical movement, just like he said, you know, the, the movement of your ideas, you know what I'm saying? Do I have something that's inhibiting my ideas from moving? You know what I mean? From coming Mm. from the the thought realm into this physical realm. Yeah, man. Once they get here. Yeah. From moving freely and connecting with who they need to connect with. Right. Why should there be any barriers and regulations to that? If you're telling me that I came here as a free spirit to express myself, you know, what's all these barriers? What's all of this blockage? You know what I mean? Um, So I want to break out of that. I want to be uninhibited by any and all means as long as I'm not um, infringing on somebody's personal freedoms, right? Mm. Their property, their comforts, right? But not necessarily their concepts, you know? Mm. this is a perfect time that we should be challenging <laughs> concepts. You know what I'm saying? Well, so un- uninhibited freedom of movement, you know what I mean? And-, and especially, you know, it trickles down to that physical aspect being able to travel without no borders. You know, this conversation is taking place with um, vaccine passports. You know what I mean? That, that highlights the conversation prior last year that was scheduled to happen and no one spoke about, which was the Real ID Act. The fact that they wanted to uh, parcel each state to have their own ID, and it was going to inhibit how you move from state to state. Now, this was a UN mandate. They told us about, we had visited the UK in 2019 and they brought us to parliament to speak. And a young lady that worked with the UN, she was warning us about that back then. She's like, make sure that you tell the people about this real ID act. You know, that was the propaganda back then. They didn't know that they was going to Trump that with the vaccine and come with a whole nother uh, program. Right. So this was people trying to warn us, you know, Back then, look, they're coming with something. This Real ID Act is how they're going to corral the people and, you know, start inhibiting movement and travel. So we, we we just have to really look at that. We have to, you know, again, investigate when they tell you what freedom is, you know, start breaking that down and challenging them. If they're saying, well, you don't have freedom to movement, you don't have freedom of speech, you don't have freedom of expression, all of that is obvious right now. I could pull up a thousand articles to show you contrary. Right. So we, we just have to start waking up to what's in front of us. You know what I mean? Uh, Everybody just can't take the blue pill and go to sleep. Like some people need to snap out of it and start challenging these things. You know what I mean? And questioning what's in front of you. And then you will start affording yourself the opportunity to you know, re- receive these promises that have been made to you that they've never held, such sure. as freedom. Wow! And I think Everybody, that's something that's worth, oh, is worth is worthy oh. of fighting for. You know what I mean? And that's another thing. Freedom ain't free.
0: Yeah. No, it's not. No, it's not. Uh, everybody who's watching, if you just came in and uh, you're wondering who these extraordinary gentlemen are, uh, we have the opportunity to speak with Red Pill and Blue Pill. Uh, they run on uh, Know the Ledge uh, Media. Uh, that is their YouTube channel. Everybody should follow them. You got to support the people you believe in. Also, this weekend, <clears throat> they're going to be appearing at the Knowledge Fest in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, I'm gonna be there. Uh Styles people will be there, Sabir Bay will be there, as well as uh, Brother Ben X and the BWO. So if you're into that kind of thing, which I know that y'all are, uh, you should go to meetink.org and show up and sell that place out. Uh support what you believe in, put your money where your mouth is. Uh, you gotta back up the people that are doing good work because y'all know, give me a yes in the chat if what they're saying right now is affecting you in some way, if it's changing your perspective, helping you grow this is what we need. Right. So Louisville,
1: specifically, uh, y'all need to come out. You know what I'm saying? Um, we were going to Louisville before, you know, a lot of incidents popped up off out there and, you know, it was a heavy emphasis on the youth out there. Yo, y'all need to speak to the youth and the youth need to be spoken to. We're bringing a wonderful, powerful lineup. Everybody that you just mentioned is powerhouses. You know, we have a lot to offer in terms of, of solutions, Every mm-hmm. one of us in terms of dialogue, in terms of you know, helping people change their perspectives, you know what I mean? And striking while the iron is hot. So yeah, Louisville, y'all need to pull up. You need to be in the building, all surrounding areas, right? right. All roads should lead to Louisville this weekend. Meet us at the Knowledge Fest.
0: Well, I love I love hearing that. You know, that's that's my city, that's where I was born and raised. Yeah. So um, I'm excited about it. You know, I think um, uh, it, it, it and, and you know it's funny, man. When you we were talking about freedom, uh, and, and I love your explanations were great. It's it, because I think that when you talk about that that word, that word is used a lot, right? You have a lot of our people to talk about freedom, and or they'll use terms like equality, which. Equality never really interested me. I'm not trying to be equal. I, I think that we are. We're up here. We we try to win the game, not tie the game. Yeah. My, my uh, brother, but,
1: 19 Keys, always says equity over equality. And I think that that's a powerful mm-hmm. statement. Right.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know, and it's funny, man. I was talking to my 10-year-old daughter about, about the future. She, she came in the kitchen. She said, "What? when you were 10, what did you want to be when you grew up? I said, I don't know. I probably want to be a football player or something like a lot of other kids in my class. And, uh, and she told me what, you know, her professions that she was thinking about doing. And I said, well, let's think about this. I said, have, have you ever heard of, uh, the inalienable rights? Uh, and she said, no, what's that? And I said, it's life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, and we focus on the pursuit of happiness. Now I said, here's the thing. I'm not going to tell you what profession you should pick. Um, I want you to be financially independent so you can do whatever you want. Right. And, uh, but let's talk about the pursuit of happiness, just what that means. I said, so think about that. What does that mean to pursue happiness? I said, OK, so it's three steps. First, you have to know what's going to make you happy. You know, that's knowledge self. You know, a lot of people are so busy in the rat race that they never take the time to. You, we talk about things like meditation and sitting still and just figuring out who the hell you are. A lot of people don't even know what's going to make them happy. They just copy what somebody did on TV. You know what what they friend, you know, they they say, well, my friend got a nice car. I need to get a car like them. So that'll that'll make me happy. And then you get all that stuff and you're like, wait a minute, I'm still not happy yet. So that knowledge of self to know what's going to make you happy is an important first step. That way, you know where to position your life in general. And I said, the second thing is, if you're pursuing happiness, you got to know where the happiness is at. You know where where do, where do you go? Where, where, what does that mean? What are you trying to pursue in the first place? A lot of people pursue the wrong things because they think that happiness is over there, when really it's over here, right? Or happiness is out there in the world, when really it's in your backyard, right? It might be the woman next to you that that's the secret to your happiness, but but you chasing <laughs> your ch- you know, bad situations, you know, because you think that's gonna make you happy, right? right? And then the third piece is, uh, once you know what's gonna make you happy and you know where the happiness is, you have to pursue it right? And to pursue it requires you to be free to pursue it. Right. And said, now, on a basic level, most many people I know cannot pursue happiness because they got to go to work that day. Right. Like, like they know that like you say, well, what, what would make Yo. you happy right now? You know, like I, I would like to take a vacation. You know, I'd like to I'd like to spend some time with my kids. and But I can't because I got to go to work. <laughs> and, and um, so, I, so so that was my way of explaining to her, like, I think that your number one goal, in my view, the best thing advice I can give you as a father is not to tell you what profession to pick, but to say, let's get your financial situation completely independent. So that you can get the knowledge yourself and pursue happiness in whatever way you see fit.
1: Um I I I I posted something on my page um by a gentleman named Jim Quick. Jim Quick wrote the book on um on brain hacks, right? There's a specific title, I, I forget it at the second. Uh Limitless. He wrote, he wrote a book called Limitless. He said, and I quote, if you did not have to work a nine to five, right? And your bills would pay, you know, your financial situation was already spoken for. What would you be doing with that freedom, right? With that quote unquote time? I had no idea. And this post went viral because so many people were commenting, you know, on things that I did not think that people were being held back from because they have to work nine to five. Now, these are things that we do freely, me and my brother as entrepreneurs, you know what I'm saying, and I found out that a lot of people were living vicariously through us because they like y'all niggas is runaway slaves, like y'all got off the plantation, <laughs> <laughs> and you take it for granted, and it hurt me at the same time because I'm like everything that they were speaking about was like almost like social justice. It was always like, oh, the world would be a better place if these people didn't have to work these nine to fives, because they said that they were planting trees. Do gardens, uh, travel abroad, feed the homeless. You know what I'm saying? A lot of um, things that just make makes this a better world. Mm. And I'm mm. like, oh, so the nine to five, the hamster wheel is holding us back from being a better version of ourselves and contributing to making a better world by putting all of this, you know, positive equity back into the planet. And that was mind-boggling to me, which reiterated, just like what you just said, that, okay, well, financial literacy has to be the mainstay conversation of the day. You know what I'm saying? To me, it's health and wealth. It has to be that health aspect and that financial literacy, those two combinations. You know, and then, like, he's talking about the healing, you know, healing our people from trauma, healing our people from you know uh epigenetics things that have been passed down through their genes right trauma based programming that they got from their nana and their mama them you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying if we get to healing this up and dealing with this and breaking that up man you know guys <laughs> the limit
0: well you know that that's a, a good point you make uh you know it's funny i i'm not really i'm not really i am not a real, i i am not interested in being a a pure capitalist but i believe in business and free enterprise and all that uh, but I'm not a Marxist, socialist and all that. I don't I don't like those labels. Uh, right. But just to make sure I was critiquing from the right perspective, I went and I studied <clears throat> some of the, the ideas behind Marxism. You know what, what is appealing about it? Right. And Karl, Karl Marx had a real good critique about capitalism, where he said that uh, capitalism, because you've been trained to be part of this a cog in a wheel, you know, a hamster, a hamster in a cage, just, you know, kind of right. doing the rat race thing. He said, what it does is it keeps you from really truly living your best life, uh finding your purpose. You can't do that because you believe your purpose is to serve the corporation, similar to how um, a geisha girl is raised in Japan to serve a, a man. You know, like they just said, that's what I'm here for. And, and that's not true. Right. So uh, so really, you know, us reclaiming education of our children is important because we get to shape their purpose, not somebody else. Uh, now, now, Redfield, you uh, you haven't said anything for a while. I, I've done too much talking, man. Uh, right? What do you say to that, brother?
1: No, I I, I fully agree. You know, um, we have to begin to unlearn to relearn. Like my good brother Derek Grace has been teaching his in his academy. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a lot. I mean, think about it. I'm in my forties, so imagine the type of programming that I've been going, imagine what's in my subconscious. Imagine what program that I'm naturally running off of if I if I have not been disrupted with the truth. What I was saying earlier about the fact that what they've done, the social, the social engineers in, in this society, especially when it comes to our people, is that they've inundated us with fear and they've inundated us with, you know, being losers and whatnot, you know, and what that has done, is it created a, a situation where we've been um, inundated with hate, right? So we hate ourselves because we've been given an entity to worship outside of self. That's not ourself, that doesn't look like us. You know what I mean? We weren't taught about our ancestors. We were taught to demon—they they, demonize spirituality and whatnot. So they have us loving their image. You know what I'm talking about? And they have us hating our features. You dig what I'm saying? They have us hating our past. They have us hating our people. The movies that Hollywood puts in front of us—it's not—it's—it's it's the, the way that is written, the way that is constructed—is not is not—it's not given to us to build up our self-esteem. It's not given to us to make us love our ancestors or love ourselves and things of that nature. Uh, they have gender wars taking place where one gender hates the other gender. You know what I mean? Short people hate tall people. Light-skinned people hate dark-skinned people. Northerners, New Yorkers hate people from down South. This is what they propagate. You know what I mean? It's either subtly or they're putting it right in your face. So what I was saying earlier about love, we have to learn to love the truth. A lot of our people, and you saw this with the lockdown and whatnot, they don't love the truth because when they see the truth, they learn to hate the truth. The truth According to Christians, was put on the cross and crucified. You dig what I'm saying? Oh, don't you go saying that around them white people. You know they don't <laughs> like that. Yeah, so they're telling you don't tell the truth. Tell, they say tell the truth and shame the devil, but you got to be selective with your truth. So mm. they don't want the truth. We, you know, we advocate look, we ain't with the sexual deviancy. Nah, you can't say that because, you know what I mean? So they don't want the truth. They say Mm. they can't handle the truth, but no, they want us to hate the truth. So we have to reverse that, and we have to be—we have to have an insatiable diet to actively seek out the truth and fall in love with it. You dig what I'm saying? We have to love who we are and who are we becoming, and who we who we're gonna be. Because, like I said earlier, with all of the negatives that I could point out, I could also show you a whole bunch of star seeds and rainbows. These are the children who have come to this planet to shake this goddamn planet. And, 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 and they're doing great right now. You dig what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They're at five years old and they can recite a lecture that you may have given years ago verbatim. You know what I'm talking about? Like they're getting information in ways that we didn't get it. So they're being programmed out the womb, in the womb to love the truth. They'll get upset if you lie to them. They start crying and whatnot. Like, don't lie to me. You know, they're into they're on a frequency that many of us are not on because each generation that comes to this planet, they are a little more advanced than the generation that preceded them. So now these babies are digitally wired. You know what I mean? We need to start to speak to them in their language. Their language is coding. Their language is, you know, their, their language is coding. Their language is different algorithms. That's the language that they speak. You could take a two-month baby and give them an iPhone, and they'll they'll set up a goddamn page for you. You know what I mean? <laughs> they do a TikTok videos in, like, two months. You know what I'm saying? Like, they know something that we don't. So nice. for, the, for, the, for what they call the antiquated or uh, the, uh, what's that digital? And what's the other one, Blue? Analog. The analogs, right? The, 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 we're the analogs. We're considered to be on the cusp of analog and digital. But we know that the the 60 year olds, the grandparents, they're completely analog. And then the generation after that, the 90s babies the 2000 babies, they're considered to be more digital. But then the new ones coming in are completely digital. So how are we going to set them up for the next 100 years? What are we willing to sacrifice? Us, the analogs, who got one foot in and one foot out? What are we willing to give up right now? What doors are we willing to knock down? You know what I'm talking about? Like, what are we willing to really go on the front line and really do to make sure that these babies is going to be good? Because I promise you, the Chinese got it figured out and, uh, you know, other, other, other countries, they, go, they, they put a norm for their for their, uh, next right one. Right, right now. Right now. All now of this getting... acting up, all of this maneuvering. Right. right. They're willing to do whatever's necessary so they can propagate the next 100 years of supremacy. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And they're talking not only because quantum is in play now. So they're racing for quantum supremacy because whoever attains quantum supremacy, right, attains space supremacy. Right. You feel me? And and, I mean, we're just not we're not paying attention to what's taking place around us because they have us distracted by Mm -hmm. invisible invader, you know, enemies or, or, you know, viruses and things of that nature. And these people are dealing with serious global resets, right, positioning themselves to do what to figure out who's going to split up the continent for those minerals, because that's Mm going to determine quantum supremacy. Who has access to the continent? Now we are positioned to be major disruptors. If we take our financial literacy, right, and we bring that to the continent, and we become the middlemen now where well, we like, no, make the Asian sit at a table with us. Make them Europeans sit at a table with us because y'all obviously don't know how to talk to them. Right. Hold on. We, and do. guess what? The continent came to us already. I got, I got, I have Africans in Harlem who was like, yo, I didn't even know I was African until I got to Harlem. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Y'all taught me that I was African. They taught us that in the UK. They they, told 19 Keys that when he went to South Africa. Right. We went to the United Kingdoms. They was like, yo, it's it's really the ball is in y'all court because y'all are teaching us Mm -hmm. who we are. So our liaisons who speak the dialects of the continent are in America right now we're mm. shunning them we're not even converse. we're not we're not building with them you know we have access to the acons of the world and things of that nature we supposed to be dealing with the africans who have came over here along with the africans on the continent right. but i would rather go to the continent with a liaison who would the same right. way that if you come to my hood you would benefit more if i was the liaison to help you around if you just got over here you would want me to i'm a, I, I walk you through the bridge You know, shout out to Dr. Claude Anderson, you know, and and what he speaks about us not moving one iota, you want to disrupt the global financial order or what they are, you know, planning with their global reset right now as they sit in the G7, you want to disrupt that, you become the intermediary on the continent, right, and figure that one out because their entire system is precipitated on what? Africa being on her knees and only giving them raw minerals and never becoming a manufacturer. Right. So we can't figure it out to go over there and figure out how to manufacture something. We don't have enough gumption and gall to say, no, I'm going to go over there and build something or show the family over there how to build mm-hmm. or use the protectorate of being a quote unquote U.S. citizen to say, I'm only over there doing business. And y'all guys got to protect me because after all, I am an American citizen and a taxpayer. Like we're not. We're not playing ball. We should be looking to be industrialists, not capitalists. Industrialists. Right. What industry mm. can we go and disrupt? You know what I'm saying? Mm. Right. What industry right. can we topple and disrupt? Right now, they're on their knees because they don't, they can't manufacture chips on un- 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 quick enough. Right. Right. Mm. And the, the silver industry is key to the entire electrical vehicle industry taking off. So all of that Elon Musk Tesla talk. It's all precipitated on silver, right? We need to go and disrupt some of these places. So they got to come and talk to us. You feel me? And if we're not thinking Mm. like that, then we've already thought ourselves out of the game. Cause you know, we don't have a seat at the table. You're going to have to flip the table over and tell them Mm. to start again. Mm. Right. And and, and, and again, if we're not thinking disruptive like that, and you using all of this thug energy on one another, You want to take all of that energy out on your brother? Yeah. So we are exporting drill culture to the continent and there's more technopreneurs in Africa than there is in America. I don't care how many of y'all is capping talking about you're a technopreneur. No, you're not. There's more technopreneurs on the continent than they are right here. So they've already been onboarded on crypto. Like, like they were, they benefited because they didn't deal with the banking systems the way that we. They, they're not programmed the way that we're programmed. Yeah, so I'm some banking. of these countries, they, they onboarded right into crypto through mobile. You know what I'm saying? They went right through mobile, so they have a better, they have a more overstanding on how to navigate in this new paradigm, because that's the type of paradigm that they were born into versus some of us where we have to, nah, I don't know about they. We still, we still stuck on traditional yeah. banking. Yeah. we
0: scattered. Mm. Wow. Well, man, that, that's uh that's some powerful stuff. Uh, everybody who's watching, um, I'm speaking with red pill and blue pill, and they are the founders and, and CEOs of know the ledge media. Uh, you should go follow them on YouTube Uh, If you like what you're seeing, I know y'all like it because I'm looking at your comments. And uh, also this weekend, uh, they're going to be in Louisville, Kentucky at the Knowledge Fest. Uh, Shout out to Brother Kari Muhammad uh, who put this on. And uh, also uh, at Knowledge Fest, uh, Sabir Bay, Styles P, Brother Ben X, uh, uh, the BWO, and uh, of course, Red Pill, Blue Pill, and myself. We will all be there this weekend, so make sure you stop through. Uh, It's going to be an amazing event. Uh, everybody, uh, please give these brothers a digital thank you. Uh, say something. Give them a digital round of applause for this uh, excellent knowledge, and uh, and and I, I know I appreciate it. I, I was sitting there listening, and I, I'm I'm really, um, I mean, I was already impressed with you, you know. But but it's uh it's one thing to get to meet in person, you know. And I and I hope I, wanna, I get
1: yeah. it. Yeah, I want to yeah. applaud your audience. I want to applaud you, you know, for the opportunities that you afforded, you know, not only your audience members, but. Other people, you know, tapping into your platform, you have a network. Um, we we also cross collaborate with other YouTubers as well. Shout out to Black Magic Three Six Three. That's another yeah. brother, you know, who we put a lot of content. You know what I'm saying on on his page, and it's just the whole concept that we we can be a whole lot stronger together. Yes. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, you know, especially in a, in an arena in a space like YouTube, you know, we need more solidarity you know, we need more of a um, combined agenda as content creators because we're not really factoring in it. this content goes around the world. Mm. Right? We have global followings, you know yeah. what I mean? And, you know, what we take for granted, man, Man, people value as gold in other places because they're like, yo, this information, this inspiration, you know what I'm saying? Is amazing, right? And it's really mm. helping people so man, shout out to 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 the YouTubers, you know what I'm saying, to the alternative media, you know what I mean, to to new media like 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 Red said, yeah, um, you know,
0: brother Rich, Professor Griff, uh, shout out to them, uh, Black yeah. Dot, um, and you yeah, mentioned absolutely. Yeah, earlier you were talking about Bobby Hemmet and Phil Valentine and and uh, yes, yes, and yes, Brother yes. Panic and just uh, you know so many people doing remember, really good, yeah. Stuff. All of them. yeah 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 and i and i I agree with you a hundred percent you know i i I just think that when we work together we there's nothing we can't do and um and i and I'm real happy to get a chance i, I know uh, blue pill, i remember i met you in Atlanta i remember yes. that yes, yeah neither. yeah
1: we met at the we buy black convention yes set out for those those brothers as well now, yeah now,
0: that. Now that, and that's an amazing thing they got going on uh the brothers started uh
1: <laughs> can you give me, do you remember his name
0: uh Sharif yeah. Abdul Malik. Yes. Yes yes, um, yes, yes, I mean, to, you know, it, th- that's the thing, right? Like guys like Sharif to me, Sharif is our, our version of the Elon Musk in my, in my view, in terms right. of the way he was able to use that technology to really create a, a whole economy around yes. buying black. You know, we, we got to celebrate this. You know, th- these are uh, yeah. the real accomplishments, not not another black person getting a job, like we, we've had that, <laughs> you know? or somebody getting a record deal or playing in the NBA. No, no. no. Yeah. These, these entrepreneurs that are building something out of nothing, you know, not, creating, not getting.
1: They're creating platforms. Yes, he created a platform. So again, you know, not only is he thinking about himself as an entrepreneur, he's created a platform to empower other entrepreneurs. He has a consortium. Of uh, you know, entrepreneurs and inventors and creators and business people involved. That's why I said even with you and your platform, you are allowing other content creators, you know what I'm saying, to be part of this particular network. So that's a beautiful thing. He built he built the marketplace. He built a marketplace. He built the marketplace, a digital marketplace. That's what Amazon is, you know. So yep. he was able to see the void that needed to be filled. And the fact that we had multiple uh, entrepreneurs, serial entrepreneurs, creatives that were popping out. And, you know, he uh, he afforded them the platform to basically uh, promote and to market and to sell their creations. So kudos to that brother and everybody that's out here putting on for the people, because I promise you, we you know, we all we got. Yes, we, we all are. we need, though. Right. We all we need, too. You know what mm-hmm. I'm
0: saying? There you go. There you go. We, we all we got. We all we need. And so everybody in the chat, uh, say thank you to these brothers, uh, Red Pill, Blue Pill. And go support their platform. Uh, I will put it on the screen, Know the Ledge Media. And uh, it may, it, one day, if you brothers ever want to have me come through, I'll be glad to come through as a guest. Uh, a lot of respect okay. for you. And uh, this, this is a lot of fun. So uh, uh, after all that knowledge, everybody, I need to go get my nap. Because they 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 have my brain cells just working in overdrive, and uh, and but I, I love it. I love a good deep conversation, yes. you know. Because uh, you know we all got to be better people. So uh, thank you once again, brothers. I, I truly appreciate it, and uh, and thank, thank you everybody. You. For, oh, go ahead.
1: Did you have something you want to say? No, no, I said we want to thank you. Um, we'll see you in Louisville. Yes, sir. Uh, right. Look forward to it. Mm-hmm. All right.
0: If anybody right. that,
1: that wants to tap into the products, goldwater.com, G O L D E W A T E R. We have a wonderful uh, sale going on for this upcoming solstice, uh, Father's Day, a strong in a weekend. So, yeah.
0: Did I, did I spell it right? Is how hey, you spell it. Yes, yep. it is. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Appreciate so that. everybody, go go support. Put and your money yeah. where your mouth is. Yeah.
1: Red, he got a business too.
0: Okay. Yeah. You you, uh, you know, URL you want me to put on the screen, brother?
1: My clothing brand, Kings Dot Big Cartel. That's with two K's. Uh, Kings with a Z. And okay, cool. uh, that's for them, bro. So,
0: King is spelled with two Ks? Yeah,
1: K I N G Z K O U N T Y. Yeah. Yeah. Dot Big Cartel. That's our apparel. You know, we have merch and things of that nature. We have multiple products. They, yeah. Thank no, you. 1K. Bro. 1K yeah. in the beginning.
0: Oh, my bad. I thought, that's why I said 2 Yeah, nah, so
1: good. I appreciate that. Yeah. 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 We, you know,
0: we, the more, the more wealth we pour into the things that we believe in, you know, the more we have the ability to to shape the future, man. And I think, and and I, and my thought is that if you simply take the 1.4 trillion in income that our people have, and we can direct even 10% of that, that's a game changer, you know, that's $140 billion. Right. So, uh, so, so I want everybody that's listening to understand, you know, it's not enough to just watch it and cheer it on. I want you to actively be conscious. We talk about consciousness, economic consciousness means thinking through every single thing you do with your money. Your money is your power, uh, support the things you believe in. So I, believe in YouTube brothers. So uh, thank you very much. Appreciate, Appreciate it, you, bro. All right. Cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Blessed. Have night, right. All right. So, everybody have a good day. See y'all soon. All right. Yeah.